welcome to a new episode of the Property Side Hustle podcast. I'm your host, Paul, and this is a podcast for people looking to get started in property. Now, we release episodes every single day. The day's either a Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, or a Friday. And we like to give a balanced view of property strategies and give you little daily nuggets of information to help you on your way. Now, what you won't get on this podcast is me talking about how you can become financially free in five minutes. Because on this podcast, we do like to live a little closer to reality. Now, on today's episode, um, it's all about the property toolbox. And by that, I mean knowledge and how if you have the knowledge, you can create solutions to problems for vendors, for agents. And the result is you can create a win-win situation that, that then leads you to generating yourself an income from property. So what I want to do is just a little exercise. So imagine a property that is on the market. It looks like it looks okay, but the price is is just too high. It doesn't make any sense. Now you know it's overpriced compared to other similar properties in the same area. So what does that actually actually tell you? You know what what's what's going on there with that property? Why is it overpriced? Well, it could be a few things. So let's run through it step by step. Now, it could be that the vendor is emotionally attached and thinks their property is worth more than the agent probably suggested it was worth uh, when they came out to see it. And, uh, you know, if it's new to market, this could definitely be the case. You know, an agent will view a property based on, you know, value, sorry, an agent will view a property. An agent will value a property based on the current market conditions. You know, some vendors are emotional about their property. Um, you know, it's really, really common, to be quite honest. And most vendors think their property is worth more than it actually is. You know, I speak from experience as an ex-agent. Uh, you know, sometimes... Speaking to vendors as an agent is often trying to educate them and back up the reason why you valued it at you know ten thousand pounds less than they wanted for it. You, know, you kind of have to say, well, okay, you know, you think it's worth X amount, but the the reality is, if you want to sell a property, it needs to be, you know, it needs to be realistic. Um, you know, and quite often vendors will then say, well, okay, we'll try it my way and, and see how we get on, and then you know. If we don't get any interest, then we can always knock it down. And that, that that's so, so common. You know, and if you're an agent, you've probably heard this, uh, you know, 10 times a week at least. You know, and another reason a property is uh, overpriced or another reason it could be overpriced on the market is the vendor might be in negative equity and they need a certain amount of cash to pay pay back the mortgage. So they're trying their luck, basically, and hoping that they get an offer from somebody that is willing to pay more. You know, they just get that person that walks in, falls in love with it, and is willing to pay that bit extra. You know, that's highly unlikely to happen. Um, but some people do 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 try it on. Now, have you come across this situation? So you've got a vendor who is clearly in negative equity. You know, what solutions might you have as a deal source or a deal packager? So the vendor wants more money than what the property is worth. So how can you help? 
Well, the property market may well increase in the next five years to a level that would work for them. So why don't they just hold on to it? Well, they may need to move on for, you know, a new job in a different area or other personal uh, reasons like, you know, maybe maybe there's a divorce um, or, you know, a, a couple are separating. You know, it's unfortunately really common these days and, and these situations where you've got a property that's negative equity, but the people living in the property want to move on with their life for whatever reason. Um, you know, it is a common situation. Now, there are a number of options here. Firstly, you could offer a lease option whereby you agree to pay the vendor more than its market value today, um, but you agree to pay that at a later date. So it's kind of buy now, pay later. Now, you do this because you, you've estimated what the property will be worth in the future, usually five to seven years down the line, based on you know, historical growth. So you kind of you kind of edge your bets, but you, but you lock in the price that you agree with the vendor. You lock in that price today. You know if the market is kind to you um, and goes the way you think it's going to go, um, and the property increases in value, then you end up with a below market value property, and the owner gets what they originally wanted, which was enough to pay off the mortgage, maybe a little bit extra. You know, and the beauty of uh, the lease option is that you're not legally obliged to buy the property. You have the option to buy it, hence why it's called a lease option. You know, in the meantime, you also rent the property and can generate income from it whilst the owner moves on, most likely renting the property elsewhere. Now, whilst this is an option, there are downsides to lease options. And obviously on this podcast, we do like to live in the real world and not just talk about the positive side of things all the time, which is what you get on a, you know, a, a lot of other podcasts out there where they just talk about the positives, you know, let, let's look at the, the, the flip side. So firstly, it, they're difficult to negotiate with vendors purely because most people have never heard of a lease option. You know, people not involved in, in the property sector, the property world don't really come across lease options day to day. So when you when you introduce something that's completely new, it creates anxiety because they're not sure, you know, what what is this lease option? So it's down to you to explain the ins and the outs, and it's how well you can kind of convey that and get that across. And secondly, if you have no intention to buy the property in the future, then this is somewhat unethical on your part, and I, I, you know, I would not negotiate personally a lease option unless I thought the chances were I was probably going to exercise that option and buy it. You know, with lease options, the vendor is, in most cases, 99% of cases, the vendor is kind of at the end of the road. They don't really have any other options open to them. Um, You know, they can't sell it on the open market because nobody's going to pay over the market value. And so they're limited to staying put and riding it out or exploring, you know, more creative options. Um, so, you you know, you really do need a, a, a ve- very much a, a motivated uh, vendor to work with for a lease option. And where I think lease options work well is with existing landlords, actually, who want to take a step back and maybe liquidise their property assets in the near future, in the next few years. That can work quite well 
you know, in 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 those circumstances, kind of like a, a rent to rent, but you've also got the option to buy the property too. So you got the best of both worlds. You know, another spin is you could find a tenant buyer and structure the deal as a rent to buy instead of a, a lease option per se, just slightly different. You know, this would mean the tenant buyer takes on all the maintenance of the property. So instead of just throwing, you know, your bog standard tenant into the property and, and you know, it's that normal uh, tenant-landlord relationship that you've, you've then got, you know, the phone rings on a Friday at 7 o'clock in the evening and there's a leak or, the, the, you know, the, my key's broken the front door and things like that. With a tenant buyer, it's a different sort of mindset. Um, and in, in theory, it's more hands-off for you as the person structuring the deal and kind of managing it over that time. you know. And the reason is tenant buyers do um, look after the property as if it was their own. Um, you know, <laughs> I say that loosely. You know, obviously, if you put the right person in the property, they're gonna they're gonna treat it well. They're gonna look after it. Uh, but a tenant buyer, it is a different it is a different mindset um, to a standard tenant. And the contracts usually state that the tenant buyer is responsible for most, if not all, of the maintenance on the property. So. If the key breaks in the in the in the front door, if there's a, a leak, it's them that's calling the plumber. It's them that's calling the locksmith. You know, so you can see from what we've talked about for the last few minutes how having the knowledge to create solutions is powerful, and being able to see a situation, um, assess all the moving parts, and then pull together a. a hopefully a win-win scenario for all involved can be two things. You know, it can be extremely rewarding, helping people out of a sticky situation where they think, you know, they've maybe got nowhere else left to left to turn. They've got no other options and then you pull pull the rabbit out the hat. Um, that's, you know, it is really rewarding being able to help people out. Um, and also the second thing is it can be very lucrative to yourself. Obviously, because you're gener- you're going to generate an income or a fee, uh, depending on what you know what it is that you're doing. Now, today's podcast was kind of aimed at people who want to hustle, become property sources, and get their hands dirty with deals, agents, vendors, landlords, uh, investors, and being a deal sourcer is not for everybody. Now, I spoke to. I just want to tell you a little story. Spoke to a guy a few days ago, actually, and it became apparent to me really quickly um, on the phone that he just wasn't the right fit for um, the deal sourcing courses that we run online. So I persuaded him to follow another path and and, and kind of leave property alone. And you see, the issue is many people see the big claims, the financial freedom um, stuff and the, the promises of a £100,000 income in 12 months and they they take it as a given and don't actually look at the nuts and bolts of what being a deal sourcer involves day to day you know you have to be honest with yourself and understand the the understand the opportunity first before jumping in is is obviously a no-brainer um but you know are you the right person to be to be to be jumping into property you know, and if you are the right person, 
um, you might be interested in this. Now, it's a bit late in the day, but <laughs> I'm going to say it anyway. I am giving away a free online rent-to-rent course, but only till the end of today. So if you're listening to this on uh, Wednesday, the 30th of September, um, then you're in luck. As long as it's before uh, midnight tonight, uh, you are in luck. So, yeah, to get your free rent-to-rent course all you've got to do is purchase our free, our deal sourcing course um so you get two courses two online property courses for the price of one and it's not stupidly expensive either um like the gurus out there would have you paying all you pay is one low fee the fee is a one-off fee you don't pay anything else and you get lifetime access to all the content online and what's more the content itself is actually continually being updated so it's ever evolving and growing over time so to jump on the offer now visit the website www.psnproperty.co.uk or you can check the show notes for the web link but remember it ends today so if you're listening to this and it's thursday the 1st of october you're too late you've missed the offer Uh, but by all means if you visit the website psnproperty.co.uk you'll see what what um, what offers we, we, we've got on and what, what other courses that we can run that may be of interest for yourself. Now that's almost it for today's podcast episode. And I hope you take away uh, that knowledge is power and executing that knowledge is what generates the money. You know, if you're interested in property, then we've got a Facebook group that's growing by the day. Um, there's lots of people in there now starting to, you know, we're starting to get some activity in there. Um, I want to really grow, grow it as a community. It's called the Deal Sourcing Community on Facebook. So check it out now on Facebook. Uh, just give it a little search, the Deal Sourcing Community. Um, or you can check the link in the show notes. So if you enjoyed the podcast today, be sure to subscribe. And also leave us a review on Apple Podcasts if you, if you can. That would be uh, amazing. Uh, be nice to get some more reviews on there so yeah thanks to those that have already left reviews and if you'd like to email me ask me any property question at all it's support at psmproperty.co.uk that's all for this one so next time stay safe and take it